everyone. Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and this is podcast number 203. And in this show, I sit down with the American Physical Therapy Association's president, Dr. Sharon Dunn. Sharon was gracious enough to come on the podcast to help recap the combined sections meeting, which took place a couple weeks ago in Anaheim, California. And in this episode, Sharon talks about some of the things that happen behind the scenes, that if you're an average person going to CSM, you wouldn't even know take place. But it's where a lot of leadership decisions and meetings happen for the APTA. She talks about some of the major themes to come out of this year's CSM and a very special project uh, that she thinks will be as a direct result of meetings and talks happening at CSM. And that project is Free the Yoke, and you'll hear all about it during the podcast, so I'm not going to go into it again. Um, And she also talked about the human movement system and was she surprised by anything? Uh, What were some of her individual highlights and a lot more? So I really thank Sharon Dunn for coming on this episode and talking about CSM. It was a great meeting, lots of fun, very little sleep, but lots of fun. And before we get to the episode, I just want to thank audible.com for sponsoring this week's podcast. If you're not familiar with audible.com, it is a great way to listen to any book you want. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from. So what they're offering for the listeners of this podcast is a free download and a free month of Audible. You go go to audibletrial.com slash healthy, wealthy, smart. I listen to Audible all the time. Um, right now I'm kind of on the fence of if do I want to do a business-related book? Do I want to do a PT or related book, or do I just want to relax and go totally fiction? I'm not 100% sure, but the good news is Audible has all of it. So again, if you want a free month and a free download, go to audibletrial.com slash healthy, wealthy, smart. And now my interview with Dr. Sharon Dunn. Hey, Sharon Dunn. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming back again. And it's an honor to have you on. Thank you, Karen. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, yeah, anytime, anytime. So uh, the combined sections meeting, which for those of you who are listening and maybe don't know, the combined sections meeting is the largest meeting of the year for the American Physical Therapy Association. And it was a couple weeks ago in Anaheim, California. And I think there were around 13,000 people there. Is that right? It was actually our largest meeting to date ever. It's the largest CSM. And we had 11,378 attendees. Wow. That is a lot of PTs and PTAs and PT students and PTA students. Am I right? Did I cover everybody? Administrators? You, you did. You did cover everybody, plus our vendors who support our cause. They were, uh, the exhibit hall was huge and was huge. bustling and a, and a fun place to be. Yeah, it was absolutely huge. So let's talk about a day in the life of you at CSM, which has got to be running from place to place to place. But what was the experience like for you this year? It was, I had meetings scheduled probably about every 30 minutes to be somewhere, whether it was in the Hilton or the Marriott or at the convention center. So at times I was wishing for roller skates instead of those kitten heels, but I I had, I had one of APTA's uh, executive vice presidents, Bonnie Pavanelli 
with me, making sure I, I made my appointments on time. So it was a great experience, actually. And for you, what would be one of your highlights this year? I mean, I feel like, I mean, I wrote a blog post about it. I had a lot of different highlights, but I would love to hear from you having going in and out of all these meetings and, and probably meeting so many people. I don't know how you would keep their names straight, but for you, what is a, your biggest highlight? For me, the, the highlights actually happened with our leadership, our component leadership, which includes uh, chapter and section presidents and the uh, chief delegates who were at CSM a day early for some leadership meetings. And in those meetings, we had some programming that brought Allison Cernick, who is the director of the National Center for Medical Re Rehabilitation Research. And she came and presented to the component leadership meeting uh, exciting new opportunities for rehab research in the NIH. And she's the new director, so she was very complimentary of physical therapy as a profession and the the preparation that we've given our researchers through the Foundation for Physical Therapy, and she shared with us new opportunities in, in her uh, center. So it's exciting that we're getting some recognition from NIH for the work that physical therapists are doing. But another exciting highlight for me was that we had some of our international partners at that meeting. Marcus Drips, the president of the Australian Physiotherapy yeah, Association. I met him. Good. I'm glad you got to meet him because he was making the rounds and really uh, had a lot of common threads that, that we share. We also had Linda Woodhouse, who's the president of the Canadian Physiotherapy Association, with Michael Brennan, their CEO. And in the panel discussion we had with them, um, we, we discussed some, some of the common themes across our associations. One is uh, the importance of engaging early career members. Um, the importance of quality-based payment, whether you're in the United States, Canada, or Australia, you have to demonstrate quality for payment to be forthcoming. And then finally, data as a driver to this value-based purchasing is important to all of us. So what's exciting to me is that we share common challenges, but that makes our opportunities uh, to collaborate and align so much richer. So it was, it was a great uh, pre-conference opportunity. So I, I think a lot of enthusiasm came from that meeting. Yeah, and it seems to me like the woman who uh, was speaking about research opportunities at uh, NIH, it sort of falls right into the data collection. It falls right into um, uh, payment outcomes and, and things like that because with more research into how physical therapy can impact people, can drive costs down. Yep. And, and that's actually, ties I, together. I had an opportunity to have a sidebar conversation with, with Allison, and, and she is looking at our, our physical therapy outcomes registry as a, as a great partnership opportunity of the future. So it's good to have positive energy and start gaining some traction on some of the large um, projects that we have going at ABTA. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I met the president of the Australian uh, Physiotherapy Isn't he delightful? Is, he was Marcus so, Tripp? Yeah, he was so nice. I met him. I did a podcast with Karim Khan and um, Jill Cook. We sort of did like a, a live 
podcast in front of an audience and he was there. Yeah. Yeah. And their work is phenomenal. Oh. And it's 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 amazing how basic science influences our clinical practice and vice versa. Absolutely. And I have to say, I thought the amount of, so this is the American Physical Therapy Association's combined sections meeting, but the amount of international physical therapists and researchers and physicians that were there presenting yep. and mingling it's and hanging out, it was really something. I, you know, it's until you said that, I didn't even think about it. It's it's a draw. It's a it's a worldwide wide draw because of the the brand that C, CSM has built, mm -hmm. and that's attributed to our sections. They mm -hmm. the section partnership with APTA has continued to grow this meeting to such a level that it's getting international attention, and our section leaders and program chairs continue to raise the bar on the expectation of the scientific and clinical excellence presented at this meeting. It's, yeah. it's just, it's, it, it keeps getting better and better. I agreed, agreed. I, the, the thing that, the downside of CSM for me this year, and it's a good thing for a downside, is there were so many great programming and so many great lectures that I couldn't go to all of them. Yeah, and, and one, one of the things that you and I talked about right before you started the, the call, mm -hmm. the actual recording was, what what is something that you wish was different? Yeah. And I, I just wish there was enough time to go and do everything that is available at CSM. And another thing I wish for is more time to uh, connect with attendees and the members through additional social networking opportunities. But if we did that, we wouldn't sleep the entire week. Well, I have to tell you, I literally slept less than 17 hours in four days. <laughs> Did your Fitbit calculate that for you? And I forgot my Fitbit. Um, oh. I was just going by, uh, for a little bit of it was, you know, as you know, coming from Louisiana, I'm coming from New York City, so I was up at like 5.30 in the morning, regardless yeah. of what time I went to bed. Right. Um, but yeah, I slept for like 17 hours. It was like five hours, five hours, four hours, three hours. Well, I didn't. I, I wish I would have worn my Fitbit. I didn't have it with me either. But, but it would have been it would have been nice to see how how that data compared to my normal week. Right, 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 right. Well, compared to my normal week, I get like eight hours of sleep. So, <laughs> and how many like, days of recovery did you have? I, barely any, because then Sandy Hilton, Sarah Haig, and I drove down to San Diego for the San Diego Pain Summit. I saw that. Yeah, you did. You went right from so, CSM to the pain zone. Yes. Yeah, so last week was my recovery week while I saw 30-some patients. <laughs> that was recovery. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I wish I had that, like, little time travel thing that Hermione had in Harry Potter yeah. to, like, kind of go to all the different classes because there were so many that happened at the same time. And I was like, I want to do this. But I want to do this one too, and it was just like flip a coin, right? There is so much good stuff going on. And that's my my students when they plan to go to CSM, they they always come by and say, "There's so much. What should we go to?" Mm -hmm. And and my response is usually, "Map out your choices carefully, because mm -hmm. if you try to go to everything, you won't make anything. So it's it's really it's it's a navigation yeah. challenge. Absolutely. And I, I, having my roller skates on. I really was wishful thinking the CSM. There's so many that I wanted to get one of those little scooters. Yeah. You can just kind of scoot around. With a horn. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So now was there anything that 
happened over the course of your CSM experience that surprised you, whether it be in a good way or maybe a bad way, but was there anything that was unexpected? Well, that we broke records on the attendance was a, mm. a pleasant surprise, mm -hmm. but the energy level was so high. Every attendee had such enthusiasm and, and positive uh, thinking that that was a pleasant surprise as well. It looks like our members are beginning to see themselves as transformative change agents. Uh, they come to that meeting with, that is a great idea. I'm going to go implement that in my community next week. And that's what's surprising, but also gives me great um, um, enthusiasm about our future because we we do have a transformative profession. And when people see themselves in those roles and can take back what they're learning at this meeting and implement them in their own communities, then the public will be able to see us as that change agent in their lives. So yeah, it's yeah. that that was a, a pleasant surprise to see the energy and enthusiasm, and that we had that many attendees there, and it went off without a hitch. Yeah, actually, perfect that's, venue. It was a great no. It was a great venue, and it was nice because everything was. For as large as it was, it was still kind of compact. I can't explain it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that's what I felt like, too. A couple of years ago, we had it in Vegas yeah. under one roof, but yeah. it still felt very spread out. Mm -hmm. And here, we were in three um, buildings, three facilities, but it, it did feel compact. Like, you could get to everything within a reasonable walking distance. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And I also found that... Um, I think aside from the amount of attendees, which I think is wonderful, that everybody, I, I agree, everybody was enthusiastic. There were so many great talks behind the scenes, you know, so yes, there's all this programming, but I think if you just go to the programming and then leave or go to the programming and not try and engage with other people, I think you might be missing out. I think so too. And I think that's what uh, you're doing with your podcast to get uh, additional information from some of the presenters there. Mm -hmm. It's what our communications team at APTA tries to do with the uh, the, the video podcast mm -hmm. on site yep. so that people can see maybe something that they missed. And so, yeah, that that's one of the challenges. Um, but continuing to communicate about it only breeds the continued success of what was gained through that conference. Yeah, and I, I think the more people like, I think there is plenty of room for everyone, and the more people that can talk about the conference and get the word out, the better, because mm -hmm. I think I said this the other day, like, you can never have too few ambassadors for positive change. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and then you, you can go to APTA's website and look through CSM still. There's still... Um, on the on the home page, a link to CSM, and you can go and get uh, PDF files from oh, cool. presentations that were there. So, oh, very cool, very cool. The the message continues to the the beat goes on. Yes, exactly. And now, did you, you know, in in your travels and and you are in lots of meetings and meeting with a lot of people and going to different talks and things like that? Did you see any common themes develop? during CSM this year that maybe was different than last year? What what felt 
to me, um, and, and, and it was a feeling that I had from the first day of our leadership engagement all the way to the, the international collaboration, I felt a theme of better together. Mm. That our partnerships, whether they are within APTA with our section leaders that help host this meeting or globally with our international partners, I think that theme kind of resonated through the whole meeting that, hey, we can get a lot more accomplished if we align and evolve some efficiencies of scale when we work together. Uh, so that was a theme that I felt I felt was resonating through this conference. Another one was transformation in action. Uh, the the PT Transforms Gallery in the Expo Hall, I hope you got to see it, where the patient examples were uh, through the um, the exhibits. I think that's a perfect example of how we've pivoted from talking about our vision to demonstrating the ways that physical therapists mm. are actually transforming society. Mm-hmm. So big, both that's PT big, Transforms that's and We're Better Together are two, two biggies. Yeah. And that's a big shift, right? Kind of talking about how we're going to do it to putting, a, if you will, a face to the movement or action to the movement versus just talking about it. Yep. And and then the PT uh, patient panel that Jerry Durham hosted. Yeah, that was great. Uh, bringing patient, and, and unfortunately that was one of them that I missed that I wanted to get to, but bringing the patient voice into our conversations is so important mm-hmm. to... Um, and to, to us to learn from the patient's perspective what their expectations are, but also to promote who we are to our patients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and Erin, one of the women who is on that panel, is coming on to the podcast, I think, sometime this week or next week. And we'll, we're going to talk about her. So she has had, had chronic pain for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and her talk was really powerful. And I thought very brave. How brave is it as a patient to go up and talk about deeply personal things in front of a group of strangers? It's amazing. It's not easy. But we know our patients are all amazing. Yes, that's true. They each have their story. But yeah, I can't wait to hear your interview with Erin because I I missed the panel, but mm -hmm. I I heard about it in those after conference conversations Mm -hmm. that it was deeply moving and powerful. Yeah, it really was. It was... um, very, very much so. I think there were some some tears shed here and there um, mm. on some of those uh, on on those talks. Uh, yeah, I, I I really loved it, and it inspired me in in um, a couple of different ways as well. So I and I'll, I, Aaron and I will probably commiserate on our own chronic pain stories. Mm. Um, but when you can. When you can hear from a patient who's had such profound issues, and it, when you go back to your own patients, boy, does it make you listen a little bit more, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's what I got from it. Yeah. And Under, Understanding their journey mm-hmm. is, is so important to our ability to help them in their journey. Yeah, absolutely. And did you notice... so? Let's sort of take back, uh, if we go back a couple of CSMs ago and compare it to this CSM, are there, are there ideas, are there conversations that have come out of past CSMs that have turned into something? And, and if so, do you think any of the conversations that you had post-CSM 
are going to turn into something, you know, some sort of a movement or, or ideas or things like that? What, one conversation during a CSM turned into Technopalooza, which was a part of the exhibit hall that highlighted uh, technology with uh, physical therapist practice. Oh, cool. This year, that idea was free the yoke. And I don't know if you've talked to Mike Eisenhart about what. Okay. I am in it. I am actively recruiting people as we speak. Awesome. So I see that turning into a a movement that was surely based on conversations at CSM about physical therapists' role in in healthy lifestyles, Mm -hmm. not only for ourselves, but those we interact with, whether that's in our clinics or in our communities. And. Um, we have a we have a role to play in partnership, and and that's an exciting uh, grassroots groundswell. So yeah. I'm excited to see what evolves from that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to happen. And for those who don't know, Free the Yoke is uh, going to be a cross country bike ride from San Francisco to the Jersey Shore. And it was initially conceived, like you said, by Mike Eisenhardt, who's the president of the New Jersey chapter of the APTA. And it is sort of a physical therapist-fueled cross-country relay bike ride to bring awareness to chronic disease and how physical therapists in partnership with other members of our healthcare team and trainers and yoga and you name it can come together and help to take the burden of these chronic diseases off of our healthcare system, save some dollars, save some lives. And if he can get more than 300 people to bike ride, um, it'll break a Guinness Book of World Records. Wow. Yeah. That's so awesome. that's my elevator speech. I've been working on it. I'm well, still, you're, I'm still you working hit, on it. You hit one, one nail on the head <laughs> with your elevator speech that's so important to today's delivery system, and that's partnership and team-based care. Mm-hmm. And and we can be a great addition to the team uh, with the skill sets that we have. So that 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 movement, I am excited about where that's headed. Yeah, and and that's another great thing about CSM this year is the, there were presenters who weren't PTs, mm-hmm. right? Karim yep. Khan was there. He's the editor in yep. chief of the British Journal of Sports Medicine. He's a physician up in Canada. And he had a, a great talk that, unfortunately, I couldn't go to. Um, but uh, I think it's great that it's becoming a little more multidisciplinary in its approaches. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah. And Kareem Khan, I, I didn't get to see him at CSM, but we had a chance encounter about five, maybe eight years ago. Mm-hmm. We shared a cab. No, and that's okay. we, uh, I'm trying to think of where we were. We were at an ISACOS meeting, the International Society for Knee Arthroscopy and Sports Science, and that, that brings physicians, physical therapists, and basic scientists together. Cool. And we ended up being in a cab together, and he challenged me uh, about physical therapists needing to embrace uh, mechanotransduction in our education and in our practice because that's an area that he's worked with and through tendinopathy mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> challenge accepted. I was enrolled in a PhD program at the time and, um, totally get it and, and appreciate his, his, uh, encouragement. 
Yeah, and his when I spoke to him at CSM um, for the podcast. That's I mean we're recording this right now, but the, I just released his podcast today. Um, his big push was for physical therapy. He's a big advocate of physical therapists, but that to have physical therapists be on the forefront of public health. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, so it kind of t- ties into that free the yoke movement. Yep. You know, and that physical therapists have this unique position in that we can kind of spearhead a lot of these um, challenges and certainly to have a seat at the table for, for all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's great to have uh, professionals outside of physical therapy uh, recognize what we can contribute to the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes before we recognize it, it's nice to be uh, invited and, and encouraged along the path. Absolutely. And and I think as physical therapists, maybe we need to be a little more proactive about that. I agree. Right? I agree. That's something that Linda Woodhouse taught me early in my presidency. She's the the president of the Canadian Physiotherapy Association, she said, sometimes you don't wait to be invited. You show up and and offer through data what you can contribute and solve the problems around you. So that's where we need to go. And it doesn't mean that you're brazen and arrogant. You're assertive uh, so that the society can access your your unique skill set. Sure. Sure. And I think having people like yourself and Michael Bowers sort of in in those top positions at the APTA, I think that we're in a good position to do that. Thank you. It's, it's, it's no small task, Mm -hmm. but as, as we learned at CSM and it seems to be the theme, we're better together for Mm -hmm. sure. And now while at CSM, did you, uh, did you have the chance to attend any lectures? No, there were a lot that I wanted to get to, but I didn't. I didn't. I was not able to go. There was one that I was invited to speak to mm-hmm. was the PT Journal Symposium on Regenerative Rehab and Genomics. Oh, cool! So there, I got to share some background for an article, an upcoming article, in the special issue on regenerative uh, mm-hmm. rehab. And I, I wrote an article about mechanotransduction and the relevance of this cellular response to loading to physical therapist practice. And mm-hmm. it was a direct response to Kareem Khan's Im- imploring of me in that cab. And I mm-hmm. just remembered it was in Florence, Italy at, at that ISCOS meeting years ago that he encouraged me to, to push along that path. So, right. Well, that came full circle into CSM did. 2016. It sure did. That's crazy. Um, and did you... so? How about, I know you go to a lot of meetings. You're meeting with a lot of section members and and APTA state chapters and presidents and things like that. And I spoke to Mike Eisenhart, and he said that uh, he had really great experience at these meetings. So what sort of takeaway did you get, and what happens in these meetings? What happens when you meet with the state chapters or with the section uh, section presidents and things like that? What goes on? Because I think people have no idea that this even goes on. Well, uh, this this meeting 
we we wanted to do something different than we had done in the past, but we've always recognized that we had such a great uh, collective body of experts in this leadership group that we wanted to um, engage them in uh, looking towards our future. Uh, typically, what we've done is present to them what APTA is doing, mm-hmm. but at this meeting, we engage them in, in three areas, uh, communications efforts with the membership, um, the movement system, and how how to implement the movement system across practice education and research and engaging these leaders in, in devising strategies to move the, that forward, and then payment reform and how APTA and components can partner together to prepare physical therapists for what's coming January 1, 2017, mm-hmm. but also to inform our membership and beyond the wise. So we we took those three broad topics and used the time that we had together to to get information from our component leaders. And that was uh, one thing that I wanted to do in my presidency is listen better. And so mm-hmm. that gave us a great opportunity to listen to to that uh, group of leaders, uh, their ideas about moving these initiatives forward. And what were some ideas that really stuck out for you, or that may be that may be implemented? If you can talk a little bit about it. Uh, I don't know using, if you're using no okay. no it's great <laughs> using social media more effectively uh-huh. with our communications efforts was was a huge push um, engaging student members in that effort because they're pretty uh, facile uh, with they're, technology they're on it, man. They're <laughs> and on they it. are ready and willing to yes. get the word out yes um, and then getting feed forward and feed backwards continuing to have opportunities to engage in that kind of dialogue because we only meet face-to-face so many times a year to use technology to continue the conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the, it's interesting, the, you know, before the end, at the end of last year, I had interviewed Chris Powers about the human movement system. And uh, there was like a subsequent uh, podcast kind of talking uh, about the human movement system and is it mm-hmm. the way to go? Is it not the way to go? Um, and I, I think that that would make for, uh, perhaps in, in, an interesting dialogue at, at any rate and, and how that movement system is going to be implemented. And cause Chris sort of made it seem like it's going to take a while. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it, well, it, it has taken a yeah. while to, to, land on movement as our identity. The House directed us in June of 2013 through the new vision that our identity is essentially what we know and do about movement impairments and Mm -hmm. and, uh, patients' ability to move within their environment, what motivates them to move. So the work group that the board put together put some definitions forward, but that's just the beginning. That's that's totally the beginning and and we're just now getting the word out about the definition so we expect to continue to engage in dialogue around this so I'm glad you did the podcast with Chris and I, I listened to that subsequent podcast as well mm-hmm. and oh, we obviously have a long way to go and and continuing to communicate about this yeah. and and advancing the knowledge base around the movement system so so the question is how do you just define a system well, my 
my response is, how did the endocrine system get defined? Mm-hmm. Well, somebody saw some relationships between organs, the pituitary and the adrenal gland, and hormones circulating through the system, and over time showed through research the relevance of the endocrine system to physiology. And we need to do the same about the movement system. Of course, it's musculoskeletal, but it's neuromotor, it's skin, it's cardiopulmonary, and all of our systems interact to produce precise movement. So we we have not... Um, establish the whole framework and the body of knowledge and how it would move forward. In particular, we don't have diagnostic nomenclature around the movement system. It, when I say medial collapse, you know what that means mm-hmm. biomechanically at the mm-hmm. hip and the knee, mm-hmm. but we've not put a, a, a definition around what we see as a movement impairment or a a series of of joint um, misalignments to to identify what it is we're treating. We're not really treating a labral tear. Of course we're not. Treating, right? We're treating challenges of movement around the the glenohumeral and scapular thoracic joint. Right. Right. So we're at the very precipice forefront of of beginning to implement this across practice, education, and research. So I welcome the dialogue and the exchanges because that's only going to move the conversation forward. Yeah, and I thank you for that. You actually just kind of, in my mind, gave a little bit more of a definition to that, uh, much clearer. So so thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm nodding. You can't see me, but my head, I'm nodding. (laughs) wonderful and I think we'll we'll have more information after the movement system summit that mm-hmm. that we're hosting in early December and and there'll be opportunities for members to participate electronically and through uh, virtual means to that oh, cool. as well cool very cool well we've got a few minutes left here um, so I guess my question to you is what do you see looking forward to next year's CSM what do you? What is your hope or for next year? My hope for next year is that everyone who came to this year's CSM will be able to speak positively about their experiences, and we break more records next year. It's going to be in San Antonio, mm-hmm. uh, along the river, so uh, it'll be another great venue for the event, and I look forward to it. And I hope the positive energy and Better Together and PT Transforms follows us to that meeting as well. Yes, and I, I agree. I'm also looking forward to it. I, I mean, I just had so much fun and learned so much that this CSM, um, that it took a little while for it to kind of sink in and get my thoughts together. But um, I thought this CSM was, was a big hit. So I think everyone at the APTA, you guys shall be pretty proud of, of this year's CSM. Thank you. We're we're proud and we're also happy with our partnerships with the sections and yes. that they're driving the programming to such an incredible level. They, so they killed it. All the sections did. killed it this year, right? They killed it. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, on that note, um, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out today and coming on and talking about CSM and giving everyone a little bit of insight into the meeting itself. So thanks, you, thanks so much. Thanks, Karen. Enjoyed it. All right. And everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, 
go on to you could still go on to the CSM's website, like Sharon said, and you can get some handouts. You can learn more about some of the lectures that you didn't get a chance to go to. And uh, hopefully we'll see you all at next year's CSM. So have a great week, everybody. Stay healthy, wealthy, and smart.